Sanctuary Podcast. My name is Val, your host for today. We're going to use this series as an opportunity to connect with some of the most generous and innovative Rotarians from around the world who will share their knowledge and advice that they've gathered over the years of the work that they've done. This is our first episode, so thanks for listening. We have a great lineup coming your way over the next months, but today we have a very special guest. Jeff Hughes is a longtime Rotarian who actually got me involved in the Rotary Club. He's the innovator and the brain guy behind Rotary Club of Calgary Connect, which is sponsoring this series. For those of you who don't know, Rotary is about service above self. It's a global organization that connects people to projects and community. So Jeff, welcome. You uh, have been a Rotarian for quite a long time. Tell me kind of how you got started and, and kind of what your journey into Rotary was. Yeah, I, um, I've been in Rotary now, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years. And I, I initially joined, to be, to be completely honest with you, um, when my last and I just graduated school and he invited me into to a couple meetings and I think it actually honestly took a couple of years and I I eventually could see the value in in Rotary both from a professional perspective but a and a community one as well and you were pretty young at the time just kind of coming out of university what kind of was the value that you really got from the first couple of times you went to Rotary yeah I guess um you know, the first time I went, I, I remember walking into the meeting and, and my uncle introducing me to people and he was like, you know, this is so-and-so and they're involved in this kind of project and this is so-and-so involved in, in this world project and, you know, here's someone doing something locally. And, and I can remember thinking, you know, as a, someone fresh out of school, I, it wasn't really something that I was interested in. Um, it, was, it was a bunch of old white men, to be completely honest. And I just didn't see the value at the time. And a, a year later, he came back and said, you know, come, come to lunch again. And I did. And um, this time he introduced me and he said, you know, this is so-and-so who owns this company. And this is so-and-so who is a vice president at this company. And I, I was at a time of my life where, you know, community was always important to me and I've always volunteered, but I was really looking for mentorship and, and guidance. And I, I saw this as a, such a good opportunity for it. Um, of course, you know, you get in and uh, I think it was my, one of my first meetings and somebody asked, well, what are you interested in? And I, I said, you know, I, I'm really interested in helping youth. And um, next thing I knew I was on a, involved in a program called RILA, the, the Rotary Youth Leadership Awards, where I ended up going on to chair and being involved in the program for, gosh, close to a decade, if not 10 years. I think that you touched on something really interesting in that, you know, when you first started and started meeting a bunch of people in Rotary, it's actually a pretty diverse group. But, you know, being a young kind of professional that thought, well, what, you know, what committee can I join? Like, that's a kind of an intimidating thing to think, you know, I'm going to dive into this uh, community and be part of these big committees. And, you know, so how did you, I guess, navigate how it fit into your life and what you needed at the time? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, I think, you know, as a, as a starting point, um, I... I just wasn't afraid. Uh, let me rephrase that. I was I was too afraid to say no, and so I I don't know how much it was me navigating as opposed to um, me kind of choosing the the route that I wanted to go. I I really just felt I never really had an opportunity to say no. Um, I think you know it's been exciting, Val, to even see you come in, and 
obviously you're leading this podcast um, and and the voice behind the mic. I, I think you know you're kind of, you coming in. It's been fun to watch you you make some decisions on where you want to go, and maybe it's that we're a new club, or maybe it's you're a lot more mature than I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Watch. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's um, it's been really great to kind of dive in, and I mean, there's a lot of energy in our which I really love. So let's talk about Calgary Connect because. It's a little bit different than maybe what um, some of the previous experience you had on other clubs, but um, I got a lot of energy from its youth and from uh, a lot of the, the innovation that's coming from um, people just starting out in their career, even people who are um, starting families, et cetera. So what is Calgary Connect? And I guess, how did it really be born out of your experience with Rotary? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Calgary Connect, and you kind of nailed it, is it's a it's a group of young professionals. Um, I don't know our, our youngest, but I, I, I would venture guess early 20s, and I think I'm one of our oldest now, and, and by Rotary standards, I'd, I'd probably be still considered pretty young. Um, Rotary Connect is, is, was really built on the idea of catering to all of the reasons why young people didn't join Rotary or couldn't join Rotary. Um, you know, I was really lucky. I, I joined, I found a program and some initiatives that I really liked. I found some incredible mentors, people that, that still guide me today. And, and I think I was fortunate. Um, and that, that not everybody's had the same experience um, from a younger person's perspective or, or being given the opportunity. And, and so, you know, over, over a decade, I would invite friends and colleagues and peers to come to, to luncheons and, um, you know, all of the reasons that they said no when it came time to, to join were the same problems that I had, um, but they just, they didn't feel like it fit it into their lives. And there's lots of reasons, um, you know, from um, uh, the lunchtime meetings and the time that it would take out of a day, you know, often when you really think about travel time and the time that you're there, and then you're always trying to get in a rotary meeting, you know, it's two hours, two and a half hours a week. Um, to some of the more difficult decisions or difficult discussions to have around Rotary, um, sexism, ageism, racism, we're all, um, we're all issues and reasons why people didn't want to, to join. And so um, I really fought against um, our club and I was, I was a member of a, a really older prestigious club in the city that does some incredible work. And I, um, I really fought to change the club. Um, I tried to fight uh, meeting times, um, you know, attendance. There was, when I first joined, there was an expectation that meet, you'd, you'd make 80% of the meetings, you, you wouldn't be a part of the club. And uh, the club really tried to change, you know, they relaxed meetings um, and things like that and, and made different rules. And I, I really appreciated it, but it still didn't get anybody younger into the club. And so I finally approached um, a president and an incoming president. And I said, I have this idea. Why don't we start a, a satellite club? Um, it'll be for people that can't really do all of the regular rotary things, or it's not a fit for them. It's younger people, but it'll be sponsored by our club. And at, at the end of it, you know, maybe people will get to an age where they join rotary. Maybe this will just be a satellite club forever. Maybe it'll actually just become a club at some point, but I'm not going to try and control it. And we'll just kind of see where it goes. And I, I had full support from them, which was incredible. And so I think after three or four years of a satellite club, um, 
you know, in three or four years of people going, we don't want to be a, a real rotary club. We don't want to be a part of it. We like what we're doing. And as people started to really see the values and, and the value in rotary, all of a sudden, I, I think the conversation went, Jeff, why didn't you ever turn us into a real club? We were really disappointed in you. And so it was my opportunity to say, okay, let's do it. And I think we did it pretty quickly. I think it was about four months later and we, we became um, a real rotary club. And, and we've really tried hard to cater towards um, a different uh, culture, a different mind uh, thinking and um, really a different age group. And so we meet once a month instead of weekly where um, I think partly because we're new or it's exciting because we're, we're allowing people to explore the things that are, uh, are passionate for them. And, you know, it's funny we're we're not really any different than any other Rotary Club in that sense, because we're just all put on this, this earth and, and join things like Rotary to make the, the world a better place. Yeah, I, I want to talk about following your passion, but you touched on something I think is really interesting is kind of, I guess, being, I mean, you're an entrepreneur in your daytime job. Um, but so you have a natural, I guess, um, you know, in kind of approach to things, but like every true disruptor showing up to meetings with the one that always puts up their hands and everybody's going, oh man, here's another idea, you know, <laughs> like being almost tenacious though about recognizing um, something that you felt like could work differently. And I think that it's important to also, you touched on, you know, the club that you were part of was doing amazing things, is doing amazing things. So sometimes it's not necessarily about being a disruptor in the current space you're in, but disrupting the thinking around maybe like what's possible, you know? And I think um, that's kind of how I see your story kind of evolving around Round Rotary Connect. Yeah, I think um, when you when you said um, you're an entrepreneur, I, I figured the next line was, and you obviously got a desire for pain. Um, but no, I think you're right. I, I I think one of the mistakes I made in Rotary early on was was trying to change the culture of a club and change was working well for the people that were there. And, and I don't think that was right of me. I think, I think I needed to go through that journey to understand what was possible. But yeah, disruption doesn't have to be changing the existing as, as much as it is growing from it. And, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to see this opportunity of, of going, okay, I've, I've had the opportunity to learn about the values of Rotary and the incredible things that, that we do. And I, I buy into it wholeheartedly. But maybe the right way isn't change club, but whatever it was, 150 people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm younger than anybody else in the club by 15 years. And, and it, it wasn't fair for me to try and change that or like the one person. Um, but there's an opportunity to change Rotary and evolve Rotary as a whole. And I, I think that's what we need to do. And, and, and I had great support, which was important too. And, and, and that support allowed us to launch this club. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to say, well, being an entrepreneur, you're probably used to hearing no a lot, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what do you think the, um, the parallels, I guess, in your professional life that you've experienced, because you are a little bit of a disruptor in the industry within, you know, how does that to some of the motivation, I guess, for keep pursuing something different? I mean, it could have been a different story. You could have walked out the door and said, you know what, this isn't for me. But instead, you chose to think about 
you know, what is possible here? What could we do a bit differently? How could we make this work? What parallels have you learned professionally that you took to your experience um, with Rotary and kind of the evolution into Calgary Connect or vice versa? What has Rotary taught you in your professional life? Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I just think I'm stubborn and a little stupid. I, um, I Most of the time, too, things kind of happen accidentally. Um, we've been really lucky in our business. We, uh, um, we are a disruptor in the agency space, but um, if I was to be honest, it wasn't a great idea I had. It just kind of happened accidentally and I was broke and had no other way of doing it and it worked out well. That's how most um, really great stories yeah. start. <laughs> That's something like that, right? Like I know. Yeah. I um, totally. You know, there's, there's a couple of things here uh, to unpack. And I, I think, you know, um, in both my professional and, and in Rotary, um, uh, any success that I've been a part of and um, could kind of call my own is, has truly come um, from the support of others. I, I don't think I've done anything on my own. And, you know, that was a tough lesson to learn because I, I am stubborn and independent. And um, it took, a, it took um, almost 30 some years to figure that out. But I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that, that I had people around me go, um, just go do it. And you, you, we think this is a great idea and, and, and we've got your back on it. And it was the same in Rotary. Uh, you know, I, there was two presidents um, in particular, Ken Farn and Murray Flagel that um, wholeheartedly supported exactly what we were doing. I remember it was Ken's year as president. It was, it was Murray's when I had the idea and Ken as we started it. And he goes, I, I want to come to your meetings. Um, what do you need me to do? And I was like, you just need to show up and not say anything um, and listen and find ways to support. And, and he did until I think it was one meeting and he was like, you know, Jeff told supposed to say anything, but I've got, I got to jump in because this is a cool idea. And so, um, yeah, you know, you, you often hear these stories of, of entrepreneurs or disruptors where everyone told them no. And I haven't had a life like that. I've always people tell me yes. Um, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's not to say we, it was easy to start a business and we didn't have a lot of people tell us no up front. But I've always had that balance and that support. And I think, um, you know, that's something that I'll probably take away um, in both Rotary and um, in work in my own personal life that I, um, it's not my job to tell people no, it's my job to, to, to ask people how, how it can be done or, or sometimes it's not even that, it's just, it's just that support. Um, you know, Rotary, I think as a, as a whole, I, I've learned more in terms of leadership than how to run teams, although, um, uh, some might argue I still have a long way to go, but I, I, I've learned more in it. I've, I've had opportunities to be a part of committees, to lead committees, um, been with, with people that are younger than me, um, through programs like Ryla, but also other programs where I've, I'm leading teams of people that are 40 years older than me. And, um, and, and it's taught me so much about how to lead people. And so I, um, yeah, I think, you know, whether the parallels are all there, the, the, the evidence is there that it's, it's very little me and, and more so the people around me that, that have supported and, and allowed me to do it. I, you know, both Ken and Murray could have said at any point in time in that early conversation, no, this isn't something we support. And um, rather they said, no, let's give it a go and see what happens. And I, I think a lot of it, I owe to them a lot of, a lot of my success in both Rotary and, and life. I owe to, to Dan Doherty, who's been a, a huge support of mine 
throughout all of it. I, I've known them really since since day one of Rotary. And so it's people like that. I think that that I haven't had a lot of you can't do it. Um, mostly just a we'll get started on it. Mm-hmm. And I think also the recognition of like there's always opportunity to learn from whoever you're around, you know, like that that kind of thinking that um, even if you are in a position of leadership where, you know, people might be older than you, like you just have so much to learn, whether they're older than you, younger than you. Um, some of the stories I've heard of Ryla, like it's just incredible um, the things that people can teach you if you're open to it and uh, help to shape kind of your thinking around what's needed, where it's needed, that type of, I guess, investment. So let's talk about your passion that kind of started your involvement with Rotary, which, which was youth and your involvement with Ryla. Um, how has that kind of shaped your thinking around, I guess, the opportunities for Rotary overall and, and uh, where maybe some of this younger engagement can, can really take us? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in, in Rotary, we, we do a really great job at um, servicing or supporting um, youth and, and, you know, even, even as early as under 10, but all the way up until 18. Um, we've got some great programs in universities um, where, you know, we're supporting kids up to 22. Um, and, and, you know, the gap that I saw a while ago was we, we also then really support kind of the 40 and up crowd, but we really suck at supporting the 22 to, to 40s. And, and that was actually part of the brainchild and the reason behind um, Calgary Connect. Um, and, and now we've got these, I, I think we've got a really, at least um, we do, we've got a really good start at, at bridging that gap and filling that, that hole. Um, but I think we need to do a better job now as Calgary Connect and, and people of our, our age and Rotary of, of starting to bring up that, that next generation. Um, you know, it, it's amazing the insights and the way that, that kids look at the world um, and, and what they're able to accomplish. Uh, it never ceased to, ceased, ceased to amaze me what, what kids would do when they left Ryla. Um, you know, kids would go back to school at schools like Bishop McNally and run these um, incredible bikeathons to raise money. And I think, you know, where we're missing an opportunity is to create that collaboration. I shouldn't say we're missing it. We're not doing it enough um, to create that collaboration between Rotary and, and the youth programs. Um, we, we give a lot and I think it's amazing. Um, but a lot of them want to get back to and, and there's great opportunity to work with them. And so um, all of us older people with less energy um, can let all of those younger people with a lot of energy just do all of the work. <laughs> I like this, uh, putting your feet up, um, approaching that age of putting your feet up. <laughs> what I'm going for, I just, I just want to sit back and come up with a couple ideas and watch everybody else do the work. Exactly. I, I totally hear that. I spent a long time in sports and in um, leadership positions within like sp- club sports, I guess. And it's funny because there's a lot of things that no matter where you're investing your time, you know, there's some common challenges. And one for us was always the gap between youth and um, kind of recognizing how they had the opportunity to lead the club forward and into the the future, I guess, too. And um, I spent a lot of time coaching high school and, and these kids were really like so inspiring and so capable of anything. And I, I think there's just a lot of parallels with what you're talking about with Ryla too. Yeah. 
all and all of the youth programs. There's Ryla, there's Ripen, there's Interact. Um, Ripen is is another program that services youth. Interact is like a high school rotary club. Um, and I, I do think our truthfully, I do think our our district in southern Alberta is getting even better at working with with youth. Um, you know, I I think in the whatever it's been 13, 14, 15 years now that I've been in Rotary, I've I've seen every year an, an increased engagement in engagement. And I I think they are doing a great job and it's just continuing it. And you know, kids do have great ideas and they're they're excited to participate. And um, you know, I think it's our job just to get out of their way and support them in any way that that we can. Um, and, and if we can find a way to do that, I think we'll be Rotary and I think the world will be in in really yeah I think of that too with um with you know kind of the position I was in I was I just thought well my job really is to just make sure that the barriers are removed and everyone gets out of these kids way because they're gonna kind of be great they're gonna do amazing things and um I think you know in our club I'm inspired by the people that join now because I see kind of that same energy you know they're young they're starting their career um and I guess you know this is a little bit new for them you know they they're not really sure what their passion is yet necessarily um they want to kind of discover what it means to be in service to the community they're interested in um learning and and finding out a lot about like what's even out there I think that's kind of an interesting perspective that they've offered as well as everybody has such different patterns. Um, how do you, how do, how do we as a club kind of navigate that and the challenges that you think um, some of our club members who are, you know, kind of starting out in their career, starting out in their family are facing? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm, as I'm on the older end of the scale now, it's at least in, by our club terms. Um, you know, I can be presented with the same challenges and, and so can the rest of us that are, are on the older end of, of our scale. Um, and sometimes it can be tough to, to sit back and, and let things happen or support it or um, understand that, you know, it's just because, you know, and I've, I've even caught myself a couple times about to say or have said, you know, that's not happened in the past. And it's, that's, that's what drove me, but um, absolutely nuts. And so I think it's, it's us being aware of ourselves. And I, I think we kind of all go through evolution. And, um, you know, I think, I think for us in our club, it's uh, Rotary really is just a, it's a platform and it's a connector um, to connect people that are passionate about something in, in community with, with the means to be able to accomplish whatever it is that they want to do. Um, so when you come into Rotary, if you, whatever your passion is, it's, it's our job to find a way to support that and get it done in some kind of way. And, you know, one of the basis of Calgary Connect is we're not a big club. Um, you know, us being younger, we don't, we don't have the paychecks or the, the checkbook that maybe some of the um, uh, other clubs with more senior uh, members have and more experienced uh, members. Um, and so our, our role is really to find those connections. And so whatever the program is, whether it's connecting you with, with somebody that, that might be able to fund it or connect you with the people that have the experience in, in whatever it is that we're doing. And I think we're, we're really a cog in the rotary wheel for that reason because um, we bring a new energy and, and we're able to make those connections. And I, I think as a club, our job is to make sure, you know, for people that are younger, that they have that opportunity to explore in community, but also professionally. Um, 
you know, I think Rotary has grown scared of using the word networking and it's kind of a weird word and, and, and maybe it's not the right word, but um, it is an opportunity to grow professionally as well and, and meet people both within your industry and, and outside and, and get an opportunity to, to learn and grow and um, whether that's leadership or organizing skills or whatever it is, it's, it, it, it should be a good balance between community and, and networking and, and ultimately making friends. Um, you know, that was something I always thought was interesting was all of these old Rotarians when I joined that have been members of these clubs for 50 years and they were friends with people for 50 years because they all joined around the same time. And so, um, you know, as much as community is important, so is the professional side, especially for younger people. And I think, you know, as a club and as Rotary, we need to find a way to support that. Yeah, I think it's hard to be a young, like professional right now. I mean, I feel the pressure of it. You know, you're, you are investing a lot in your career, a lot of time, energy, um, ideas. Then, you know, there's this idea that you should be out there networking. You should be out there meeting people. Those are the people that are going to open the doors for you. But then you have this personal desire as well to give back to community. And maybe if you don't necessarily know exactly what the best fit for you with the organization is you want to try out a couple different areas or explore, you know, that takes up a lot of time too. And then you have your social works that, you know, kind of add that layer. And so I think what you're talking about is trying to find um, investments as a young professional that are going to give you multiple kind of aspects of that check a couple boxes. Cause it, it's very, you know, your calendar can be very full uh, and feel a lot of pressure doing a lot of things and finding the right and the right people that are going to help you. So it's an interesting kind of combination. You know, I think for, for younger people too, I, I remember coming out of school and everyone saying, yeah, you need to network. You need to get to know people. And I always was really awkward about it. Like I'm, I'm not the person that can go and work a room. I, I was, I was a person that would go in the room and, and just stand at the back with a cup of coffee and like a cookie. Um, and hope that maybe somebody came up and talked to me for a bit. Or if I did talk to one person, I, I would hold on to them for the rest of like hours and try and have a conversation and, um, and, and spend my whole night with them. Um, but you know, what Rotary really did for me though, was it kind of gave me networking with a purpose. And so you'd show up at a meeting and you'd sit next to somebody and it was always awkward, but then you'd join a committee and you'd, you'd sit on this committee and once a week you would, you'd meet and you got to know people. And that's, that's how I got to know most people that I've gotten to know through networking hasn't been done by showing up at a, at a, an event and handing out my business card um, to the one person that I meet while I'm standing at the back of the room. Um, everybody that I've gotten to know has either been through professional and most of that's come through things like Rotary or other organizations that I've been a part of. And so for somebody like me, who's, um, who's a little introverted and not really the one that likes to work a room and hand out business cards. Um, Rotary was such a good outlet for that. And I got to know people like so personally and, and intimately. And, and like I said, those are all people that have been mentored of mine throughout my life and my career. And it kind of made the, um, it kind of made the networking part a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As somebody that doesn't have a problem networking, <laughs> likes to talk all the time. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think that that's a, an opportunity that I'm really looking forward to, too, is just the 
vast amount of different people to connect with and learn from and um, whether from a networking capacity, but also just like life experience. I mean, everybody comes to the table with, with something to teach you if you kind of listen. And uh, I think what sometimes um, my previous experience was experiencing Rotary Clubs kind of separately. But when you think about Rotary overall and the opportunity to network within it, I mean, we're talking millions of people across the world, right? Like the opportunity really is huge. Yeah, it's global. It's Mm -hmm. global. It's amazing, you know, through Ryla, I had the opportunity um, to go down to Evanston, Illinois, which is where Rotary head office is. And um, they brought together a number of um, Ryla chairs from across. We're talking like South Africa, Nepal, course all over the U.S. America and you get to know these people and you meet these people it's, it's fascinating to understand their stories and and where they came from and you know how their programs impacted kids in different areas of the world and so um, yeah it's it's a, such a great opportunity to to meet people locally and and around the world and um, you know as we come out of a pandemic here I yeah, it's been especially cool because it, it's actually, I think in a lot of ways, at least in Rotary brought the world a little closer together. Um, because when you're looking for a speaker to come talk to your Rotary club, you're not just looking for somebody local, you can, you can get somebody any. Yeah. And it's taken all of these things that were excuses for us to like, you know, nerves about technology or, you know, how will this work? We've kind of been forced into a space where actually anything's kind of possible. You know, like you said, you can connect with someone around the world just with a click of a button. It's kind of be, interesting concept. It's going to be weird when we all have to come back together. And like Val, I think there's probably a few people in our club that you've never actually met face to face. And so it's going to be, it's going to be like that awkward, weird, like first meeting after you've like looked at each other for the last year on, on Zoom meetings <laughs> once a month. And it's going to be a lot of like, you're way taller or way shorter than I thought you were. I know that I've already had a little bit of that, just meeting a few people outside. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a totally different world when you start to meet in person again, it's hard to imagine what that's going to be like, but let's just talk about I guess just thinking about the future and some of the the big challenges I hear a lot and I've only been part of Rotary for about a year, but um, we talk a lot about the future of Rotary and needing to be more adaptable for the next generation. I know in our club, we have um, such a variety of individuals, some of them starting their families too. What do you think some of the big challenges overall we're going to face our club, Rotary in general? Um, and what are the opportunities? You know, I think our challenges and our opportunities are, are both one in the same. Um, you know, I, I think our biggest challenge are our inability to, to be open and, um, and, and I think our biggest opportunity is being open to change. And, you know, Rotary's been based on, on change and, 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 and creating change. And if we can keep that in mind and, and keep this belief that our, our role as Rotarians and our role as Rotary isn't to tell people, um, dictate the, the passion that they're supposed to follow, but rather um, enable and support whatever people wanna do as long as it's better in our community. And, and I think that's, that's our biggest opportunity. And gosh, we're 1.2 million Rotarians worldwide. And that, that is a strong group of people. Um, and when you think about the power of 1.2 million people across the globe, um, 
that that to me is where where our biggest opportunity is is if we can find a way to come together and and support everybody else within rotary and and support our communities that's awesome well that brings us to the end of our episode but jeff before i let you go i want to ask you one more thing um for i guess for rotarians and maybe for those who aren't rotarians what motivates you every single day to get up, be inspired, put the work in and essentially, you know, show up for the community through rotary, through work, whatever. You know, I think, um, fires me to get out of bed every morning is, uh, I, I think I'm, well, I know I'm, I'm a builder and I, I love to watch things grow. And, um, you know, when I, when I started my company early on, I had the opportunity to be bought out and um, go back to um, a, my old life, I guess is the best way to describe it. And I, I chose not to, and it, it wasn't for the money. It wasn't, you know, um, for anything other than I, I just had always wanted to build something from the ground up. And that was important to me. Um, with, with Rotary um, uh, Club of Calgary Connect, I, I, and I think just generally now in my Rotary uh, life, life point or career, um, what's got me excited is, and what's getting me excited is, is um, being a part of helping this, this club grow and build it. Um, I get more excited now. And I think my passion in Rotary right now is actually bringing more people into Rotary and, and kind of people, younger people into Rotary and, and finding ways in whatever way I can to support them. And um, I, that's what gets me excited and, and gets me out of bed in the morning for Rotary. And, you know, this podcast is a great example. I think it's, um, it's, it's a really great example of, of someone that wanted to pursue something and, um, you know, two people coming together to make it happen. And I'm, I'm honored and, and really proud to be, you know, in this first episode. Um, although I suspect usually the first episode is the one that no one listens to. So maybe that's why I'm here. Um, but I think in life <laughs> in general, I, I get excited about, about watching things grow and build. And that's important to me. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what, what gets me excited. And, um, you know, that's what excites me about this club because these last couple of years has been, it's been so much fun to watch people explore and watch the club kind of grow and evolve. And, and I'm, I'm really excited for, for where we're headed. We've, we've got some strong leadership coming in, in our, in our president's roles. And, um, we keep adding better and better people. It seems every couple of months now. Yeah. I, I mean, we'd be amiss if we didn't give a shout out to Christina, who is, literally the brains and talent behind this entire thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And I mean, of course, thanks to you too. We, you're right. We did need one sucker to get us started. <laughs> Your name was top of the list. Uh, yeah, this, no. is, this is where we can make our mistakes, but no, I think Christine has done a great job with this and, and, and coming up with the idea. And I mean, everybody, everybody, every single person right now, probably listening the one or two, um, don't, doesn't know this, but we are on video and Christina's rolled her eyes a lot at me during all of this. So, um, <laughs> good. and I think Val to you too, for, you know, taking on this role. And I know it's something that I think you're enjoying and, um, but it's an important role. And it's one that I think, you know, as we, we move our way through Rotary, we need to tell that story and, and stories best told from the people that are, are creating them. Yeah. Well, Thanks so much for joining us today, Jeff. I, I'm super excited for this podcast and honestly, the opportunity to connect with so many different people. We talked about 
just how diverse Rotary was. And you hit on a couple of things that really resonated with me. One, you talked about how lived in a world of yes, which I loved because I think sometimes we always think like we have to overcome the no's, but it's really like about, you know, facilitating an environment of yes for people with ideas and living in a culture of yes, where we're, we're just looking for that next door to open. Um, and inadvertently, you talked about mentorship, which I thought was uh, was really important too. You had some key mentors in your life and hopefully something that we can offer offer some of the people in our club is you as an experienced Rotarian, me as just an old lady. But uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think there's just a lot of great things we talked about and I'm just really inspired. Um, through this podcast. I'm really looking forward to future episodes. We have some plans to talk about international projects. We want to talk to um, leaders in Rotary who are just kind of helping shape the future. We want to talk to um, more disruptors like yourself and uh, people that are the up and comers really kind of shaking things up. Um, And we want to talk about community projects because we live in this amazing community and it has its own unique challenges and uh, things that are inspiring projects in different ways. So thank you all for listening to episode one of Hey Neighbor and make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes featuring Rotarians just like Jeff. We'll see you next time.